Welcome back to Team Talk, ESPN Radio 101.7. The team, Sam Hauser, here till 7. So there's a big, big difference between analysis and giving your opinion and throwing out accusation, uh, accusations. There's a really fine line between the two because we are in the business of, of talking, of using words and putting them in sentences. And so the way that you say things matters it matters a lot especially when you're somebody who is one of the premier voices of the sport that you cover and as far as the voices of certain sports like Kirk Herbstreet is at the is towards the top of that list when it comes to college football like as far as how somebody's voice is recognized within their sport Kirk when Kirk Herbstreet talks about college football People listen, and people take it to heart when Kirk Herbstreit talks about college football, especially when it's something about the game itself, rather than giving an, rather than just giving analysis about a matchup. And so Kirk Herbstreit was on game day on Saturday morning. You know, the whole regular crew was was doing game day Saturday morning from the Rose Bowl with you know David Pollock and Desmond Howard and and Herbie and Lee Corso wasn't there, but but everybody else was was doing game day Saturday morning at the Rose Bowl. And they got to talking about players opting out of bowl games, which is not something new. It's not like that. It's not like it's a trend that just started this year. But for whatever reason, it became something that they felt like they needed to address on Saturday morning. What's the difference as a player in saying these games are meaningless when, as we played in quote unquote meaningless games? I mean, I know you guys were right. here a lot, but I just don't understand. If you don't make it to the playoff, how is it? meaningless to yeah. play football and compete isn't that what we do as right. football players we we compete so yeah. I, I don't know if cha- i don't know if changing <coughs> and expanding it yeah. is going to ch- change anything i really don't i think this era of player just doesn't love football and that's crossing a line that that's where the fine line between analysis and accusation gets crossed right there i think this era of player just doesn't love football from somebody like, again, when Kirk Herbstreit talks about college football, people take it to heart. People listen and they run with it. And and we saw it all day Saturday where that message was getting echoed by every person with a microphone that was attached to any of these college football games on Saturday. It became a topic within the broadcast. If, if there was a slow point in the game, hey, you know, Kirk Herbstreit was talking about this this morning. I think this era of player just doesn't love football. Now, if there's anything in Kirk Herbstreet's defense, he was probably sleep-deprived. I mean, the man had to do the Orange Bowl in Miami on Friday night, get on a plane, go to Pasadena, wake up at the crack of dawn and do game day Saturday morning, and then call and then you know, know in his head mentally that he still has to call the Rose Bowl Saturday night. And again, I mean, that's nothing new for Herbie either. He, he's always you know, one of the bus- busiest people in sports. This time of year. So if there's anything in his defense, he's probably sleep deprived and may not have really understood what he was saying. But he is somebody who's very who speaks passionately about the state of of college football, about college sports in general. And so I don't I mean, I I I think that that is something that he genuinely believes. I think this era player just doesn't love football. I mean, it may have been a little bit extreme. It may have been, you know, trying to punctuate a point more than anything else. So I want to be careful about, you know, t- 
taking that on the surface too, too much. But it does still speak to the generational divide in college sports. And to say that they don't love football, that it, it's meaningless games. First off, I don't... I, I can't recall, and and if this has been the case, then I will admit that I'm wrong. I have no expertise in this area whatsoever, yet I'm commenting as if I do. But I don't know one student-athlete that's opted out of a bowl game that's ever referred to it as a meaningless game. Like, I do think there are words that are getting put in student-athletes' mouths when we talk about how they treat bowl games, when they talk about how they treat non National championship-related bowl games, games with no ties, no opportunities to get into the national championship, and there are other reasons why you know why some of them don't play in bowl games. If it's injuries or if it's COVID, like some of it's just out of their control. But I I get the point. They're talking about the ones who just on their own decide that they're not going to play in the bowl games, and so after. Kirk Herbstreet said what he had to say on game day. Desmond Howard followed up. We're dealing with a total men- different mentality when we're dealing with these um, student athletes nowadays, especially the football players. I mean, their whole mentality right now is about the championship, the playoff. We got to get into the, the CFB or the CFP. And because of that, they don't value the bowl games. Now, when we were coming up, Herbstreet and myself, like to go to a bowl game was a huge reward for a fantastic season. That's what it meant. It's like, okay, your team played this well, so you're going to be rewarded by going to this bowl game. You're going to get a ring. You're going to get swag. Now, kids don't really care about that. They're, they're, they, they have a sense of entitlement. And it's like, if we're not going to the one that matters, then, you know, it just doesn't have as much value to them as it did us growing up. Now, I can kind of give them the sense of entitlement thing. I was talking to my my fiance's little brother. He's I think he's eleven or twelve years old. He's got you know some some little brothers. We were talk, we were talking to him after Christmas, and you know we were asking him what he got for Christmas. And you know there's all these video games and and all the all you know the the endless supply of technology that exists in the world. And he was you know he was you know kind of tongue in cheek complaining about you know some of the things that he didn't get. And I was telling him. About when I was his age, I'm gonna give myself one of these. I was playing black and white Pokemon on a Game Boy, so I don't want to hear about what he did or didn't get for Christmas. So I mean, I, I I could kind of understand the entitlement thing. That's another huge generational divide. But again, the sense of entitlement, the 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 swag's not enough. The opportunity to go to a bowl game's not enough. Well, yeah. Because what lies ahead for for some of these players who are skipping bowl games is so much different than what was the case for even, I mean, Desmond Howard. It's, I mean, it's not like Desmond Howard was playing in the 70s. He's playing in the 90s and the early 2000s. But even then, it's so different. Like, I find it hard to believe that... Dez and David Pollock and, and Herbie, I, I, I have a hard time believing that they wouldn't do the exact same thing if they were playing college football today. If they were 20, 19, 20, 21 years old today and playing college football, that they wouldn't be doing the exact same thing. And they could say no. They could say, you know, 
love of the game and and whatnot. And, and and I don't say I don't even say that to disparage anything about you know playing college football for the love of the game. But the fact that we're still doing this, that there's still this thought out there that just do it because you love it in the business that is college sports. Like, where college sports was at as a business at that time, it's a little bit easier, and and by, you know, at that time, I'm talking about when those guys were playing in college, it's a little bit easier to swallow the the business and the dynamics and the, the balance of power and the relationships. And it was also just because nobody... The the understanding was you do as you're told, you play the game and, you know, shut up and play. And that's not the case anymore. And to, to Dez's credit, he was on Keyshawn, J. Will, and, and Max this morning and did elaborate a little bit more. Where I come from, your competitive spirit would keep you on the field at all times unless you were hurt. You always play in the game, especially a bowl game, because a bowl game has such major significance, you wouldn't want to have the perception that you're leaving your team high and dry when they need you the most, which is a bowl game. You know, obviously these are key players who will be opting out. So that was how I was raised. That's how I was conditioned. Now, I was saying that nowadays I understand that they have the autonomy to make these decisions, which I fought for and I appreciate. I may not agree with some of the decisions, but I do respect them. And so now with the financials being out there, and these players are now more aware of what's happening financially, you have to be kind of like, okay, this is making more and more sense because you have these NFL, these, play, these coaches who are getting paid like NFL coaches, these bowls who are making all this money off these players, and now these players who are projected to be first-round picks are putting, you know, putting their bags at risk. It just sets a bad precedent moving forward for a lot of these bowl games and for us as, as spectators who love to see good on good, great on great, we want to see the best against the best, right. it's going to uh it's gonna it's gonna prohibit that from happening because you're gonna have guys who are opting out and um, you know, you're not gonna get the best best on best or great on great like we would love. And again that was uh Desmond Howard on Keyshawn J. Will and Max this morning, uh Alan Hahn filling in for those guys. I just don't know what is different this year or what these guys think is or should be different this year because it's not NIL that that's a false equivalency if if the thought is NIL exists they can make money so go play the bowl game that's not what NIL was ever intended to exist for realistically the only thing that these schools could do is if they want to turn scholarships into actual contracts like in the NFL where where the players get game checks and then if they decide they don't want to play in a bowl game they don't get the the game check for that game realistically outside of that i just don't know what what needs to be different or what they want to be different because i mean the idea of you know you you put in there in the legalese in the scholarship Hey, if we make it to a bowl game and you don't and you don't play, this scholarship is null and void, and you have to pay all the money that was in the that's in the scholarship for this year. Like, there, there, there's no way that could realistically happen. Like, it's it sounds because that's what it sounds like is that they is that they want there to be ramifications for not playing in the bowl game. 
so to bring this up again the day, uh, never mind that it was the day of the Rose Bowl, but the, just the fact that we're still having this conversation, and then to go to that level. I think this era of player just doesn't love football. I mean, I was bothered on behalf of, of college football players, whether they're playing in, in the bowl game or not. I think this era of player just doesn't love football. I mean, it's it's, it's just, it's it's ridiculous. With how big and how much money gets thrown at these bowl games every year, and how many and how many bowl games there are every year, and how much is at stake for the future of their careers. I mean, you have some college athletes that take out insurance policies on themselves in case they get hurt in a college game, and it impacts their profession, their their potential professional earnings down the road. That's that's the story here. I mean, this isn't about players not playing in bowl games. This is still a, a much larger college football and college sports issue than it is not playing in bowl games, but they're just the ones, the players are just the ones that are the focus. I mean, seriously, they take out insurance policies, so if they suffer a career-ending injury, they can, you know, they can have that insurance money pay out in place of whatever they would have potentially got from a professional contract. Like, it's a hard life to to have that balance, and it's something that those guys that are doing college game day now didn't really consider. It's just different, is all. The world is different now. This is Team Talk, ESPN Radio 101.7, the team. Sam Hauser here with you till 7. I'm going to lighten things up on the other side. It's Monday, last segment of the show. We got best sounds of the weekend coming up. Still plenty more left to go. ESPN Radio 101.7, the team.